and he scores on the last play of the game. Unbelievable. Sometimes people that are standing on third base think they hit a triple. Yeah. We're going in time. We're going out time. Inside and outside them. And we get them on the run run. We're going to keep them on the run. And we're not going to pass unless our secondary comes up too close. But don't forget, man, we're going to get them on the run. We're going to go, 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 go. And we aren't going to stop until we go to our goal line. I'm not going to. So quit asking. Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Spread the Field podcast. I am your host, the ball guy who bets, Jack Gray. You, of course, can find me on Twitter at BetsBald. You can also find me on the Action app and BetStamp, where all of my plays are currently being tracked. And what a week six of college football it was. Uh, Very exciting week. Obviously, on a personal note, I spent the weekend out in Las Vegas, Nevada, catching Notre Dame, playing BYU in person at lovely Allegiant Stadium. Uh, Tried to pick up some tricks of the trade while I was out there in the desert. Don't know if it's stuck, but uh, we keep grinding away as we were uh, positive again on the week. Still trying to crawl out of our hole, but making headway. It, it was a great week of football, uh, and like I said, here, middle of October, we're really starting to get into the groove of things. Week 7 is shaping up to be just as good as I started to prepare the sheep. So many games that I, I had to deep dive into, and we're learning so much about these teams as we get into the season. Who we like, who we don't like, who's covering, who's a liability, who's sneaking around the chicken coop, as one league Corso would say. But before we get into stories of Las Vegas and my picks for this upcoming week, let's take a look back at week six and see how we did. Week six, we went three and two overall. So once again, we're making a little bit of money. We've been doing that the last few weeks. We're really trying to trend in the right direction. Obviously, you'd like to be five and zero or four and one, but three and two is still still putting us positive or getting towards positive on the year. First game that we had on the card was Maryland laying three against Purdue. Uh, I just went back and looked at this. Maryland at home, we thought that if they could win the turnover battle, which they did, and not let penalties get in the way, if they played a clean game, they would come away with the victory. Alas, it was not to be. Uh, Purdue's offense, Purdue's whole team just plucky, keeping them in the game. They were up late. Maryland scored late uh, with it looks like a chance to tie it. Could not get it done. And like I said, the penalties were what killed them the most. Uh, Purdue wins outright. And that was our first loss on the card for Saturday. Next, while I was eating a lovely Tex-Mex breakfast from Nacho Daddy out there in Las Vegas, I got to enjoy football. I tell you what, football at 9 a.m. in the morning is is something else. I, I might become a West Coast guy after all. We had Tennessee laying three on the road against LSU. Uh, we like what the Vols been doing on offense. Uh, we thought that Brian Kelly is is just not the real deal at LSU, and that's it. it it's been a little bit of smoke and mirrors earlier in the season, but I think it start pe- people are starting to figure it out. And I don't know, I really don't know how long he is for Baton Rouge. Tennessee came in the game three and one against the number. Uh, these teams had not played each other since 2017. Tennessee started out fast. They start out fast, and they never look back. Uh, putting up 40 points, uh, 40 to 13 in your final there. Um, really a, a no sweat kind of no brainer, easy play, uh, to get the day started, at least for me at that point in time. 
Uh, Tennessee covering easily, giving us our first win on the day. Next, we moved to the afternoon. We had Utah, a road favorite, taking on UCLA. Utah was laying three and a half, and UCLA just put it on them. This is this is a team that is a bit of an enigma for me. I, I've written them off so many times over the past few years. You've got Dorian Thompson, Ryan Robinson, sorry, uh, in his sixth year, fifth year. These COVID rules are weird. Uh, leading a Chip Kelly offense, and it's it's shades of Chip Kelly at Oregon. They they just came out and smacked Utah in the mouth. Utah could not get a whole lot going on offense. They had a couple turnovers there, but it was really UCLA playing a very strong game top to bottom. Uh, Utah, not really in the doghouse, but certainly back, back off the card here for a little bit as, as we try to figure out how good of a team they are. Uh, they got a big game coming up this week in USC, but obviously... Uh, could not cover uh, at the 9 a.m. kick, or sorry, not 9 a.m., the noon kick out there in L.A. where nobody showed up. But uh, UCLA took care of business and gave us our second loss on the day. One and two heading into the evening games. We went back to Old Reliable. I, I'm, I'm going to look it up. Uh, I got to get me a James Madison Dukes t-shirt because the Dukes, are, are they're just they're they're an unstoppable force right now, especially not only on the field but in the gambling market. They were laying eleven and a half as a road favorite against Arkansas State, who was also undefeated against the number, and they they just went out and took care of business. Uh, didn't didn't really di- deep dive into the box score. I obviously didn't get to watch this because I was at another game in person. Uh, but they covered easily. I want to say it was forty two to twenty. Uh. James Madison, they were they came into the game putting up 45 points per game. They scored 42, giving up about 14. They gave up 20. Arkansas State, not a bad team, um, not a great team. Uh, they've been plucky in the belt. I think they were they were two and three coming into the game. But uh, James Madison just continuing to take the FBS by storm. Uh, I did get I, I did some research. I did confirmation they are not bowl eligible yet. So the entire season for James Madison. Is all they have. There's no postseason. There's no conference championship. This could get interesting. I, I'm not going to say this team's going to go 11 and 0 in the belt. The belt is very tough. But wow, what a story! I don't. I don't know how you can't look at this team if they went 11 and 0 and not have some sort of special whatever procedure injunction whatever you got to do and not let this team play postseason football. Uh, very exciting for the Dukes. Um, who knows? They could end up on this week's card. Then we get, folks, we, we got to the night game. The, the game I was at in person, uh, we saw some line movement. Uh, you know, a lot of people were, were questioning Notre Dame opening up as the favorite. I want to say it opened at three, got all the way up to four in some places. Uh, I had it here in Indiana on, uh, on my app before I left for Vegas. And then when I was out there at the MGM, obviously put down some money. You could see the ticket online there. Uh, and I got, uh, I got them with the four, but, uh, yeah, what, what a game, uh, you know, I can go into pretty good detail on this. Notre Dame just controlled it. I, there was a period of time there where I, I want to say in the first half, BYU had maybe eight or nine minutes of total possession. The rest belonged to Notre Dame. Their defense was getting them off the field early and often. Uh, they obviously started the game with the interception. Notre Dame's offense, while still not spectacular, 
was doing what they were supposed to do. Drew Pine making the throws, continuing the drives, then moving the ball down the field. And then you had Michael Mayer take over. Now, this game got very, very hairy. Notre Dame went up 25-6 to uh, into the third quarter. And all of a sudden, BYU came roaring back after some lackluster defense. Saw it in person. Lackluster defense to make this game close. Uh, Notre Dame, their second-to-last drive, was able to kick a field goal to seal our ticket. Uh, so I had to sweat it a little bit, and obviously I'm sweating it even more because it was a very emotional pick for me. But in the week where we went with our heart, not so much our head, we still came out ahead 3-2. and two. Now on to our Week 7 picks. We've got six games we like on the card this week. Let's first start out with a couple of, or sorry, one nooner. We've got Kansas taking on Oklahoma. Kansas getting nine points. This is a, this is a really interesting game. This actually opened at Kansas getting seven. The line has now moved to nine. Kansas, of course, has been a darling of college football this year. They are 5-0-1 against the number in 2022, uh, with last week's game against TCU being the push. Oklahoma is coming off three straight losses. Can you believe that? Three straight losses, including an embarrassment against Texas in the Red River rivalry last week, uh, losing 49 to nothing, getting absolutely blanked. They now come home and take on this plucky Kansas squad, and Oklahoma's been 2-4 and four against the number so far in 2022. Like I said, I, I just don't fully understand this line. KU has had the more efficient offense according to some of the advanced metrics. KU is 4-1 against the number in the last five games in which these two teams have played. Um, And according to DraftKings money, uh, 83% of the handle is on Kansas. I, I like Kansas here getting nine points. I'm not saying that Kansas won't start to stumble here down the strip that down the stretch. Obviously, they've been a very fun story. Nine just feels like way too much. If this was under a touchdown, it would probably be a stay away from me. I know there's people out there who are talking about OU is going to turn around. They're going to try to rise, you know, rise up out of this. Venables can coach. He can recruit. I get all that. But nine points seems like a tall task, especially after the – I mean, it, it, we're at a turning point for OU. How do you, how do you respond from last week's ass-kicking? I mean, really. And now you've got this Kansas team who's kind of taking an us-against-the-world mentality, playing the underdog role really well, and you're going to make them an underdog again. Kansas plus nine. That'll be uh, the first play on this week's card. Moving on. At 3.30, you've got Tennessee at home against Alabama. Tennessee, a home dog. Uh, This opened up a little higher. Uh, if you've got a seven and a half out there, uh, good good for you. I'd, I'd love to be through that number. Uh, but I found Tennessee getting seven here at home. It's actually juiced up too. Or I'm sorry, juiced down minus one fifteen on that number. So could could see it fall under a touchdown here. Obviously, a lot of people, a lot of public liking Tennessee. I want to say it's about eighty percent of the actual total money is on them as well, from what I saw. Uh, The things I like here, Tennessee has the number one offense in yards per game. They're averaging 547 uh, so far this year. They're 4-1 against the number here in 2022. Alabama, 
is obviously a very good team. Near the top in defense, near the top in aspects of their offense. But what I like here is that Alabama has yet to really face the trials and tribulations of a team with this kind of offensive firepower. They've, they've played an okay schedule. I think Tennessee's been a little more tested. But they've not played a team that's going to pass the ball, that's going to move as fast as Tennessee. This is also going to be an interesting battle. Where Alabama's number one task, I should say, as they play offense is their rush offense. They're the number three rush offense um, on yards per game, according to the stats so far this year. Tennessee, however, has the number 11 rush defense. So I don't see Alabama just showing up and plowing over them from a physicality standpoint. Now, from a mentality standpoint, there is a little bit of, of little brotherism to this. Tennessee has not won against Nick Saban. That's right. Tennessee has never beaten Nick Saban 15 years. I think, I don't know if that changes this week. I don't. I I had a conversation with Papa Joe about this today, that if Tennessee can get by this week and then they've got Georgia coming up, that that could be not only the story of college football this season, but, but one of the best stories of college football probably in the last 10 or 15 years. Uh, Alabama 1-3 against the number as a road favorite last year in 2021. Another reason I like this. If you can find that 7.5 somewhere, I'd grab that. I grab Tennessee getting the 7 here at home. I, I like them to keep this game close. I think Alabama could ultimately win. Obviously, we don't know what Bryce Young's full status is in this game. That could could sway things one way or the other. Uh, either way, though, like I said, Alabama just has not played a team that has this kind of offensive firepower, and it feels like the cracks are starting to show a little bit. So Tennessee getting seven, home dog. We like that as our second pick on the card for the day. Moving on down, we got a pair of four o'clock games that we like. The first one over in the American Conference, we've got Tulane getting 12 as a road favorite against South Florida. Tulane five and one against the number in 2022 here, whereas South Florida only two and four against the number. Uh, in the three meetings prior that these teams have, uh, or history-wise, sorry, lifetime, uh, Tulane is three and zero against the number in all of those meetings, including the last two meetings in which Tulane won forty-five to fourteen and forty-one to fifteen. Southern Florida or South Southern Florida. South Florida is 0-4 against the number at home this year. They've already had four home games and they've been 0-4 against the number in all of them. Uh, another big key here that I like, obviously US, USF has struggled mightily. They played a really close game against Cincinnati last week. I think that was more of a, a familiarity thing. Uh, they both have a lot of film on each other. Not that you know they don't have film on Tulane, but this Tulane team has just been really well coached. They've been trending in the right direction under uh, Coach Fritz. Um, their defense, I think, is the key here. Defense is only giving up 13 points a game. UCF struggling on offense, struggling giving up points. I think Tulane can definitely cover 12 despite it being on the road. Our other 4 o'clock game, you're, you're going to be surprised by this one, folks. We got James Madison back. I, I got a, I'm looking up the t-shirt this week. They cover this week. That t-shirt's going to be in the mail. They're taking on former FCS foe, Georgia Southern. Uh, another conference game for them. Like we, we already talked about in the recap, 
James Madison, 5-0 and against the number so far here in 2022, making the jump up from FCS. This was an FCS power. Vegas is finally starting to figure them out. They've given them some high, high numbers to cover here lately, um, including a big one last week uh, against Arkansas State, another team who had been covering, and the week prior against Texas State. But James Madison, in those five games, is covering by an average of 14.6 points. So it, for, for those who maybe lay, lay on that, that math, they're covering, they're covering, they're covering their covering number by an additional 14 and a half points. Uh, so once again, a very, very good offensive team. Um, both these teams are actually top 20 in offense and yards per game. But James Madison is also top three in defense for yards per game this year. So I think their defense obviously takes hold. Georgia Southern has struggled at times. They've looked very dynamic at times on offense. James Madison can slow them down and continue to pile up the points. I think the Dukes go to not only 6-0 on the season, but hopefully 6-0 against the number. Once again, we talked about earlier, I don't know how. This team could really – they could contend for the belt, and they're not going to have the opportunity. And and they're not going to have the opportunity to go for a bowl. What do they have to lose at this point? Them, going under, them putting an undefeated stamp – on their first season in the FBS, when they're going to be denied everything else, is enough for me to root for this team. James Madison, our fourth pick on the card this week. And that takes us to our last two picks. Like I said, only six on the card this week. We've got another uh, double here. Same game. Not a parlay, but same game. San Jose State taking on Fresno State at 1045. Put on the coffee. San Jose State getting eight and a half as a road favorite, and the over/under here set at forty-seven, and we are liking the under. San Jose State four and one against the number so far in twenty twenty-two. Fresno, one of I think two teams, zero and five, has yet to cover a number at all here in twenty twenty-two. They are not covering by an average of fourteen points per game. I. I the the I heard a, another podcast. I, I want to say it was either uh, it was it was Brad Powers talking. Uh, please follow Brad Powers on Twitter. He's he's a great information ad. Uh, that the Tedford retread has just not worked. I, I don't know. Th- this was a this was a very competitive team in the Mountain West, and all of a sudden it has turned up on end. Uh, Like I said, not covering by an average of 14.7 points per game. Fresno State is averaging 24 points per game on offense, but their defense is giving up 29 points per game. So I like San Jose State here, getting the 8.5. Like I said, you've got a Fresno team who can't score, who's giving up points, facing a San Jose State team who's got a pretty good defense. Uh, as we flip over to the over/under here, we like the under of 47. Uh, both teams are San Jose State four and one to the under, and Fresno State three and two to the under. So we like that there. And then in this particular matchup, both teams, the under has hit the last five meetings. So that is our fifth and sixth picks on the card. Uh, as we review here, um, our six for the week. Kansas getting nine against Oklahoma. 
We like Tennessee as a home dog getting seven against Alabama. Tulane and James Madison, both road favorites, both laying 12 points. Tulane against South Florida and James Madison against Georgia Southern. And then at night, another double. We like San Jose State as a road favorite, getting 8.5 versus Fresno State. And we also like the under there, under 47. Those are our six picks this week, folks. Uh, Once again, very, very happy to have you listening here. I hope you're having fun. I'm having a lot of fun. I obviously had a lot of fun last week in Vegas. Uh, I'll go into some of that here in just a second, but I got to slide in. Papa Joe called me this week and says, hey, you didn't put in my pick last week. And I said, hey, Papa Joe, I didn't know if your pick was serious because you keep picking USC every week. Uh, Papa Joe had USC covering last week. They did. Uh, He wanted to let every, this is some sort of emotional, uh, psychological, reverse psychology thing. Uh, where he he picks USC because he hates USC and likes Notre Dame. I don't know. Papa Joe likes USC. They're getting points this week against Utah. This is a very very this is a very interesting game. I'm gonna have to sit down. I think I'm, he's Papa Joe's coming to visit me this week, so I think we're gonna sit down and watch this game. How does Utah respond after shit in the bed in Los Angeles? They came back in that game. They they tried to make it a game. They never quit. This is a very sound team most most of the time. And USC has just not faced a strong level of competition. The strongest level of competition was when they went on the road in Corvallis and had to get a touchdown late to win that game. They're now on the road again playing Utah, and they're getting three and a half. So Papa Joe likes them to cover, uh, so that could mean they they lose five field goal, and they'll still uh, cover, obviously. Uh, Papa Joe's other pick, I, I tried to give him some top 25 stuff to pick. I wanted him to pick... Tennessee, Alabama, or pick uh, Penn State, Michigan. He refused, uh, but he is all about Joey Freshwater, Lane Kiffin. He likes Ole Miss. I actually found fourteen and a half versus sixteen that I've seen some spots, or perhaps it opened at sixteen. But Ole Miss laying fourteen and a half uh, this week against Auburn. Papa Joe just watched Auburn uh, shit the bed in Athens last week. So uh, he likes Ole Miss and Joey Freshwater, Lane Kiffin, to cover that. He thinks Auburn's a disaster, and Brian Harson will be fired finally after this week. So those are our week six picks. I'm sorry, our week seven picks. Um, and yeah, so briefly, uh, what what a town, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, my my third visit out there. I'd love to get out there more. Um, obviously, we got down on the Notre Dame game. Didn't get down on a ton of other college. There was just a lot going on that day with us trying to get out to the game. Uh, did wake up the next day, catch some 6 a.m. football uh, as I watched the Packers play and laid down uh, some NFL for the day. We went 4-2 and two on NFL on the day. Very happy with that overall. Uh, just just a, a great time, a great town. Uh, couldn't quite make it out to Circa. That was probably the biggest disappointment. Would like to get there at some point. Uh, but obviously, you know, it, it, it's, it, it has its highs and lows. And we rode the highs all the way through the Notre Dame game. A little bit of the lows the next day, but as the plane was taken off and, and we just got into the air, I'm sitting there looking out my, out my window at the strip and, and waiting, waiting and planning for when I can return. Um, I had a great time. Had some great food uh, in the Cosmopolitan. 
if you if you're looking for decent pizza and not very expensive, there's a place on the third floor in the Cosmopolitan called Secret Pizza. It had some great great pie there. Uh, trying to think of some other highlights. Uh, I don't know. Loaded up on a lot. I tell you what. Loaded up on a lot of sports memorabilia. I didn't didn't plan on doing that. Grabbed a couple jerseys. Uh, made it out to T-Mobile Arena. Hopefully, we'll catch the uh, Golden Knights there at some point here in the future. Uh, grabbed me a Knights jersey, and they opened up last night um, with a victory to start the season. So you'll start to see. That's a good transition. You'll start to see some hockey plays. You'll start to see. I, I, I haven't dug deep into playoff baseball, and I'll tell you why. I'm probably going to hold off until we get through the division series, which I know that's uh, our prices are going to go because you know as you reduce the teams, the prices are only going to get worse. But I just don't know how this off time is really going to affect the the, the teams that got you know full five days off in these series. Uh, we're in the middle of the Braves series. Obviously, I'm a big Braves fan. I am holding a Braves uh, ticket to win the whole thing. So hopefully hopefully that'll cash out for me. I had one last year that I obviously cashed. Um, we've got a huge, huge weekend in boxing. The the boxing I, I teased you with a couple, what, a month ago, is now back. We've got uh, Savannah Marshall taking on Clarissa Shields. I'll definitely have a pick on that. And then Michaela Mayer taking on Alicia Baumgartner. On top of, I think there's two other fights. You got Wilder and Helenus in the heavyweight division, and there's there's one more. I think that's eluding me um, somewhere in there. But look for those picks on Twitter as well, um, and I'll try to get those tracking in action as well. But action doesn't like it when I try to put in boxing picks. Uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, and we'll we'll kind of finish off with with our setup once again for the weekend. Like I said, I got Papa Joe here in person. Um, so we're going to try to figure out a way to get him technologically sound so you can actually hear him and uh, and all his tangential information about his picks and, and what he likes and doesn't like. Uh, as far as my setup goes, uh, I think there we've got a lot more weekday football. So we might watch some weekday football on Friday. I'll be watching the um, National League Division Series with the Braves taking on the Phillies, obviously. Uh, we, we might we might pop over and check out the American League. I, I don't care about the Dodgers and Padres. I refuse to give them. I'll be my eyeballs. And I really don't care about the Yankees either. So it's really going to be uh, whatever that other series is. Uh, I think the Mariners and Houston, maybe. I don't know. Um, but so eh, we'll have that going. But uh, certainly football-wise, we'll be locked into Tennessee and Alabama. We're going to be locked into the uh, – Dukies, if I can find them on TV. Uh, Michigan, Penn State at noon. Uh, just a lot of great college football. Appreciate you folks listening. Like I said, follow me over on Twitter, at BetsBall. That's where I'm trying to put all the plays and in the action app so you can track what we're doing in real time. I will update my record at the end of this week. Um, it is on the action app, but I'll update it on the Twitter page as well. Hopefully we're getting so close. We're getting so close to breaking even on the year, crawling out of our one and six hole to start the season. But once again, thanks for listening and we will catch you next week.